I cannot say And I'm not the same anymore No, no I don't know what to do Cause all of me wants all of you Do I stand alone at the shore? Now once I could turn away From everything I feel today But now I
Oh my God. Oh my God. Y'all. Ugh. What can I say? Miss Anita Baker. Miss Anita Baker, baby. Body and soul. Ooh, child. Let me tell y'all. That's one of my favorite tracks by her. And shout out to my cousin. Um, he requested, you know, me to put Anita Baker in the next episode. So I decided to do that. And I put it in just for him. So there you go, cuz. That's your shout out. <laughs> um, what's going on, y'all? Y'all know who this is. Your boy Phoenix, your host with the most, bringing you yet another edition of History of Music, the final edition, actually, uh, part three, the 90s. But before we go into that, um, the last episode, I talked about Brittany and her being in the mental hospital. So apparently she's um, posted a video of herself saying that she's fine and all that. But it, when you look at the video, she don't look well. She do not look fine. She looks rather bad to be honest like her she didn't have any makeup on but it just looks like she i think she had a little work done to her face other than her lip like a lot of women in hollywood are getting lip injections so their lip kind of curl but she didn't look like she's well you know what i mean but other than that you know we just pray for her and pray that she gets well um what else um avengers endgame is out um <coughs> excuse me y'all know i keep it real y'all gonna me cough sneeze you know all that good stuff um avengers mm-mm. it is out avengers endgame the final avengers movie so far it i'm sure it's done very well in the box office i mean it did very well in pre-sales and Every time I go on AMC's uh, A Stubless app, I look at, I just look and see how many seats are filled. Damn near the whole theater is filled. Like, there'd be one or two seats that are empty and they're like at the screen. So, I haven't seen it yet. I usually wait a week or two when movies this big come out because I don't want to go to the movies and I don't want to sit with a bunch of people looking at this shit, screaming and yelling at the movie. Ugh, no. I'd rather go during the middle of the day where your ass should be at work, your kids should be in school. So I can enjoy the fucking movie and not hear y'all loud talking and I ain't got to act all ethnic. <laughs> get into that ethnic, okay? Not ghetto. Don't make me get ethnic up in here. What else? Um, sorry, that was my computer. Um, Child's Play. They put out a new trailer. This movie looks good. Oh my gosh. I'm actually excited. It is a reboot of the Child's Play franchise. And instead of a good guy doll, it's called a buddy doll. And if you don't know, the original voice of Chucky, Brad Dor- Brad Dorf, um, is not playing Chucky. Mark Hamill is. Check that out. Luke Skywalker is the voice of Chucky, but he's also done the voice of Joker for the Batman video games and I think a few of the Batman animated movies and cartoons. So check that out. And Will Smith has a new movie coming out. I know we all know about Bad Boys 3. But he actually has a new movie coming out pretty soon called Gemini Man. It's pre- it looks pretty interesting. It's like the government or some scientists made a clone of him, and it's a younger version of himself. And it is Will Smith playing dual roles like Lupita Nyong'o did in Us. And the younger version is trying to kill the older version, the original version of himself. So I guess you have to watch the trailer because it's kind of hard to explain. It's a lot going on. Um, Lion King... Uh, Entertainment Weekly has new pictures of the Lion King. Oh my gosh. 
I was so excited to see it when I saw the trailer. I'm even more excited now because of these pictures. They look amazing. Oh my gosh. If you have not seen them, go look at the pictures. Google the shit, bitch. This is the age of the internet. This is still the age of the internet. You younger kids, the internet's supposed to make your dumbasses smarter. So Google this shit. And I will post it on the Velvet Rope Facebook page as well. The pictures of the Vel- of the Lion King. Ah, sorry to yell, but you know, this generation, ugh, it's, they're shitty. I'm sorry, y'all. This generation is shitty. With that being said, let's go into some good music of the 90s. Oh, my gosh. Where do I start? Um... Let's just dive right in to one of the most successful artists of the 90s, and that is Michael Jackson. So, yeah, Michael Jackson. You know, he we know his reign of superstardom started back in the 80s with Thriller, and then it continued on with Bad. And then in the 90s, in 93, he released yet another mega hit album, uh, Dangerous. And the first thing off of Dangerous was black and white. Now, let's break down that because the song is, you know, it's a positive song, positive message, you know, about not seeing someone as, you know, any color. You know, uh, he says, you know, if you think you're going to be my baby, it don't matter if you're black or white. So with that being said, you know, he, you know, he passed no judgment. You know, it's no judgment. And... The video itself was amazing with all the CGI graphics, with the people, you know, transforming into one person, to another person, to another person. And it wasn't just a black person, a white person. It was people of all races, different races. And continuing from the video, we see a Black Panther and it transforms into Michael himself. And he starts, uh, you know, dancing in this alleyway. Um, and then dancing on top of a car and he's doing all his famous dance moves and he's grabbing it. And that was like the first time, well, not the first time, but like the first time we really see him doing, really giving infamous on grabbing his crotch and, uh, he's busting up car windows. Like there's two versions of it. There's the edit version where we don't see him really busting up the car window too much. And then the unedited version, he's not only busting up the windshield in the front of the car, but he's also busting up the, the passenger door window, the, pa- uh, the driver door window. And then you see slang that's digitally edited into the video. And it's just amazing. And it ends with him transforming into a panther. And um, and it goes into a little snippet of The Simpsons of Bart watching Black or White. And Homer shuts the TV off and it goes static. So that is a good song. And then... The other song that came out of the well, single that came out of uh, Dangerous the album was another mega smash hit jam with uh, cameos of Michael Jordan and Michael playing basketball. And because a lot of people forget Michael could play basketball as a kid. He liked playing basketball. Him and his brothers, they played basketball when they were kids for fun. Um, Chris Cross in a cameo, uh, Heavy D, um, even... Uh, the son of a bitch yeah i said it the son of a bitch wade robson when he was a kid you know was in the video you know fuck wade robson because he tried to come after michael after he was dead you know go watch the finding never leaving neverland documentary it's so sick and twisted but it's just a defamation on his michael's character and really trying to destroy him but it didn't work thank the lord um 
And then the other hit from dang- Dangerous, you know, the like the the We Are the World type song, um, Heal the World. You know, Michael was always a was always pro love and pro loving children and giving children, you know, the credit that they deserve as human beings who are so smart and you know he just wanted to feel like if you want to heal the world you just need love and it's such a beautiful song the album itself is amazing he has so many other great songs you know keep it in the closet why you want to trip on me she drives me wild remember the time you know that epic video with so many other cameos again iman eddie murphy um lester tiny zeus um Directed by John Singleton, cameo by Michael jo- uh, Magic Johnson, excuse me, um, and then uh, one of my personal favorites of that album, on the album "Gone Too Soon," you know the song that was dedicated to Ryan White, who died of AIDS at a young age in the eighties. Um, along with that, you know Michael took a break from music for a while, and then. Uh, for like two years because he toured and then the tour stopped because of the first set of allegations against him but then he came back hard with history um book one history past present and future book one um and from that was the release of the mega hit the best song by any person that does a duet is scream him and janet the long-awaited the long-awaited day duet that we all were waiting for back in the day, and it's still to this day, is the most expensive video ever made. Let me say that again. The most expensive video ever made, okay? If you don't believe me, baby, do your research, because trust, it truly is the most expensive video ever fucking made. Like, no lie. It really is. Like, I'm not even joking. It really is the most expensive video ever made, okay? Um, with that came the hit single written by R. Kelly, which I will still listen to this song because R. Kelly's not singing on it. He wrote it, but thank God Michael sung it because it fits Michael better. You know, you are not alone. And it's so funny. Sidebar. I sung this song in karaoke. My crazy ass sister, Courtney. Hey, Courtney. She going to. <laughs> I'm laughing right now because I hear it in my mind and I see it. Oh, my God. Y'all can't see me, but don't worry. I'm going to start recording for video soon as well. I'm singing that song. And here here she goes off in the in the distance at the club while I'm singing it. Here she go. AJ, you are not alone. <laughs> And then when I finish the song, she goes say it again. AJ, AJ, you're not alone. You are not alone. I said, Courtney, you are not alone either. I'm with you. <laughs> but anyway, that song, such a beautiful song. And then another one of my favorites from the album as well, Stranger in Moscow. You know, oh my God, another great song. A very, you know, mellow kind of video. But if you have to watch the live performance of that song, it's amazing because he goes in and he did tour for history, but he only did one city um, in the U.S., which was uh, Hawaii. So I wish he would have did it in more cities in in the on the on the mainlands of the states, but he didn't. Um, but you can find that concert on YouTube, like many from many different cities, you know, Munich, 
um, Brunei, you know. Um, along with him, um, another megastar came out of the 90s, um, Madonna. And she has a new single. I haven't listened to I listened to a snippet of it. I didn't really like it. But I'm going to watch the video and maybe that will change my mind to liking the song. Um, with that, um, she had major success with um, her albums like Erotica and Ray of Light and um, even for the Austin Powers movie, The Spy Who Shagged Me, you know, Beautiful Stranger um, and other songs too, um, Secret and Frozen. Um, oh my gosh, it makes me want to go back and listen to those songs now. I might have to make a playlist because <laughs> I do like my, I do love Madonna's music. I do. I really do. Um, and then with her came another megastar. And y'all know who it is. If y'all remember the 90s, there was one female that really just trampled over Madonna's success and kind of trampled over Michael's success too, in a way. Because she came out with hit album after hit album after hit album. Uh, she, she released like, was it three albums? Three or three albums and one greatest hits album in the 90s. And that's my girl, the Empress, the Empress of Pop, the newest inductee in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the woman who I am going to do an episode on of all about her, like I'm going to do an episode all about Michael. And I may do one on Madonna, too. I just it just came to me. Um, Janet Demita Joe Jackson. Yes, that is her whole name. Janet Demita Joe Jackson. Like I said earlier, if you don't believe me, Google it, bitch. Do your research. 93, like Michael, put out Dangerous. She put out the self-titled album simply titled Janet. I love how that sounds. Simply titled Janet. With singles like That's the Way Love Goes. That's the way love goes. Ooh. <laughs> My favorite song of all time of Janet's, if, you know, if I was your girl, you know, you know, the whole, you know, the, oh my God, that dance break is amazing. It's everything. And then, you know, anytime, any place, I don't care who's around. That right there, it showed to us Janet was no longer talking about let's wait a while. And she ain't really thinking about the man. She kind of wanted a nasty boy in a no in a grown kind of way. You know, people, a lot of people were upset with her for talking about sex. And she was like, well, what you want me to do? Stay a virgin forever? Like, she a grown woman. She gonna want to talk about sex because she having it. You know what I'm saying? Shoot. <laughs> mm. So, after the Janet album came out, she released Design of a Decade. Um... From her singles from uh, the Control days, a little bit of the Rhythm Nation days, and the Janet days. And also with two new songs on that album, Runaway and 24 Play. And 24 Play is actually one of my favorite slow jams. And it's one of my favorite music videos by her because it's her paying homage to Dorothy Dandridge. It's such a beautiful video. And the song is a little tongue-in-cheek about lovemaking. That's what it's all about. Lovemaking, baby. 24 play. Can you feel it? Then 
in 97, she released her most personal, most vulnerable album, The Velvet Rope. Hence why the show is called The Velvet Rope, because I want to give you personal access to stuff you don't know and things you want to know and things I feel you should know. And we're going to get into very deep topics and deep discussions about stuff. So it's going to get serious later on down the road. Um, but I'm still trying to keep it fun and lighthearted. But we're going to get serious about stuff. Um, I think those episodes will be recorded for video because it's important. Because you have to get the message out there. So, back to Velvet Rope. Her hit single from that album, um, like her number one hit single from the album, Together Again, it became her eighth single. And it spent 42 weeks on the Hot 100 along with 19 weeks on the UK single charts at the time. And um, it was her dedication to the friends she lost to AIDS and HIV. Um, but then it also spewed out other hit singles like I Get Lonely and Got Till It's Gone with Q-Tip and Joni Mitchell because it featured Joni Mitchell's sample, uh, Big Yellow Taxi. Um and the hits and the single Go Deep, you know, was a good little club hit, you know, a little it's like a little party, kickback party type music, you know what I mean? And that album was so vulnerable and personal because it talked about um so many different subjects. And it was around the time AOL had just hit. So you hear a lot of AOL references, you know, the dial-up sound and all that. But then there's one particular song that stood out to me. It's my favorite song off the entire album. And it's kind of weird to say that, but it's not. Because I listened to it and I listened to the story behind it. What about? And it discusses domestic violence. But I listened to it because the story in the song is powerful. But the instruments are amazing. The guitar, the drums, everything, the little, zzz, you know, it's like that's this, this weird sound. And it's, oh, my God, the song is amazing. I wish he did a video to it. Um, And then... uh. You know, the other songs like I Get Lonely and Rope Burn. So she talked about a lot of stuff from depression to even bisexuality, even though she's not bisexual, she's not gay. Um, but she taught it was pretty much a cover version of, of Rod Stewart's songs, Tonight's the Night. And, um, you know, like I said, depression, bisexuality, sexuality in general, um, feeling uh, empty from uh, a long distance relationship. Um having fun, and then also what I feel is an underrated gay anthem called Free Zone, and Zone was spelled X-O-N-E, and it pretty much talked about love of all aspects, gay and straight, and I love that song. Um, again, it's one of my favorite albums. If you haven't never heard it, I suggest you check it out, and even her tour was amazing. It was very Cirque du Soleil-esque, and it was very dark. Um and it was on HBO, it won an Emmy, actually. It won an Emmy. And with that being said, like the Beatles, who crossed over in the United States from the UK, who made a big impact, there was another band or group that crossed over as well, just like them, that had a big impact like they did, and it was the Spice Girls. They came out of nowhere, okay? And the good thing about them, like the Beatles, they had individual group members who people could relate to, who they liked more than the others. Like me, I loved Scary Spice, Mel B, um, than all the other members. But then, you know, I love their music. I love the Spice World movie. I'll watch it anytime it comes on TV. 
and they had hits like Wannabe, um, which was like their first single, I think, you know, yo, I tell you what I want, what I really, really want, you know, and uh, the other song, you know, I'm giving you everything, all that joy can bring, yes, I swear, you know, say you'll be there. And then the beautiful ballad about safe sex in a way. I mean, <laughs> you know, to become one, you know, because tonight is the night where to become one. Can you believe like we were kids when this song came out? Like people from my generation, you know, the 30, the 30 between, I'll say the between 27 to 30 uh, age group in my generation. <laughs> We were young kids when this song came out, and we're like walking around school, walk in our houses, walking down the street, in the car with our parents, talking about, um, cause tonight is the night when to become one. Not knowing we're talking about safe sex. In a way, that's cool. Cause you know, they promoted safe sex in a positive way. But it was very tongue in cheek. So <laughs> I think that's funny how we listen to songs back in the day that were talking about sex, and we were kids singing this shit not knowing what the fuck we were singing <laughs> i love it and then if you notice between 97 and 2000 it was really dominated by like the teen pop singers they ruled the music charts backstreet boys in sync 98 degrees christina aguilera jessica simpson yeah she could sing y'all she sang back in the day um, Mandy Moore, y'all remember Mandy Moore? She ain't just on This Is Us. She has some songs. Um, Hanson, you know, mm, bop, mm, bop, bop, mm, bop. Ooh, blah, blah, blah. Hate that damn song. Um, and Miss Britney Spears, you know, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> um, and uh, even J Lo came out. You know, and Destiny's Child, and they're not teen pop singers, but I'm saying that were like that was like the teeny bop, you know, era of like the late nine, the mid nineties to the two thousands. And the biggest rivalry that came out of those groups were like Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC, um, Britney versus Christina. You know what I'm saying? And um, they both had major success too. Those those two ladies, Britney had the hit success. When she first came out with Baby One More Time and Christina with Genie in a Bottle and even Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, you know, Tearing Up My Heart and um, I Want It That Way. I think I can't remember Backstreet Boys first single because I was more of an NSYNC fan than Backstreet Boys. But don't get me wrong. I like Backstreet Boys music. Don't get me wrong. I do. And even with that came powerhouse vocals like Celine Dion. She achieved major success with... The theme from Titanic, My Heart Will Go On. Oh, my God. I love that song. I love it. It's an amazing, beautiful song. Um, along with those came Mariah and Whitney. They had huge success. You know, Mariah came out in the early 90s. Whitney was still going strong from the 80s. And Mariah's hit singles, you know, Vision of Love and Love Takes Time. And Whitney's biggest success ever, um, I Will Always Love You, which was originally written and recorded by Dolly Parton. So Dolly Parton been getting them checks, honey. Not Whitney, honey, because it's Dolly's song. <laughs> Did you know that? Well, Google it, bitch. That's going to be my new phrase. Google it, bitch, when you don't know nothing. And then along with them, you know, other artists that came out in the 90s, Faith Evans, you know, um, uh, what's that song? 
Love like this before, you know, the original, not the one with Fat Man Scoop, you know, when you hear, you know, it's, it's a party when you hear that song, you know, what's your Zodiac sign? Ooh, better watch your step. You got a $20 bill, get your hands up, you know. Uh, D'Angelo, you know, you're my lady, you're my lady. And Miss Lauren Hill, you know, sweetest thing I ever known. <laughs> Shaw Day in Vogue, Tony Braxton, Jodeci, Mary J. Plies, Brownstone, SW, excuse me, y'all, SWV, Monica, Total, 702, Keith Sweat, TLC, Brandy, Escape, Belle Biv DeVoe, all of them had major success, had hit albums, some still going strong to this day. Um, even Erica Badu, Maxwell, Lauren Hill, and D'Angelo, they kind of started a new genre of music that was blended uh, 70 soul with hip-hop, which was titled Neo Soul. And then now, you know, in the 2000s, we had artists like Michelle and DiGello and Kim and um, Floetry, Layla Hathaway, um, who else? Algebra, um, oh God, NDRE. Um, Angie Stone, you know, all neo-soul artists, you know what I mean? And even in the early 90s, Dr. Dre debuted the album The Chronic, which proved success for rap music, and it ushered in rappers such as Tupac and Snoop Dogg, you know, and Cube as well. Um, and then with that, from the from the West Coast, on the East Coast, Sean Combs, a.k.a. Diddy, ushered in Notorious B.I.G., and he was like, you know, the whole Tupac and Biggie rivalry, which was so stupid because they were both great rappers, but they were both two different rappers. Pac, I feel, was more poetic. And I'm sure a lot of you can't agree with me. Pac was more poetic. Biggie was, in my opinion, I mean, this is just my opinion. It's not a fact. It's just an opinion. He was more commercial. Pac was a little more edgy. Biggie was just more commercial because that's what Diddy was. He was all about commercializing. And then you had hardcore rappers like Nas and Jay-Z, and they had major success. And then even the band, the group OutKast, you know, Big Boy and Andre 3000, you know, they lasted for so long and they're still going strong. And people don't remember that in the early 90s, rappers, mainly females, they dominated the rap game a little bit. Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, MC Light, you know, MC Light was more hardcore, rough around the edges. Salt and Pepper, you know, they just love having fun making music. They didn't really curse. Queen Latifah didn't really curse too much, um, except for I think one album, uh, "Order in the Court" or "All Hail the Queen," something like not "All Hail the Queen," "Order in the Courtroom." Or Black Rain, one of those that had the Pinto Advisory sticker. But they, you know, ushered in rappers. They paid the way for new rappers at the time. Um, Lil' Kim and Eve and Foxy Brown and Trina and um, uh, who else I'm missing? Jackie O and um, oh my God, I can't think of her name. She did the song with Marcus Houston and Maya. Uh, and she was on, she did the vocals for uh, Ludacris' Stand Up. I can't think of her name. Oh, my gosh. But y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, she, They paid... Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper, MC Light, you know, they paved the way for, you know, these rappers to come in and put their own spin on rap music and make their own lane and, 
you know, show their own image of who they are. You know, Lil' Kim was all about showing the sexiness, but still prove she can be hardcore like the guys. Eve, she was just trying to show that, you know, she can get down with the fellas and be, if not better than most fellas. Foxy Brown was kind of like Lil' Kim. She wanted to be sexy, but still be hardcore. Trina, honey, the baddest bitch. Nuff said, the baddest bitch. You know, she ain't put out a lot of new music lately, but she's still respected in the game. And then country artists, you know, at the time still went strong. A lot of them are still around to this day. Reba McIntyre, Garth Brooks, Billy Ray Cyrus, Shania Twain, you know, and then the Oak Ridge Boys and the great late Johnny Cash, rest in peace. You know, he is like the country icon godfather he's like the wayne newton of country like oh my gosh he like i said before in the past episodes he's so well respected in the game and still is even after he's long and gone and watching over you know these country artists coming up and i'm sure he's guiding them in some spiritual way um and then there was one particular woman in the 90s who I feel if she was still alive she would have major success she would be like the next Gloria Stefan um, and unfortunately her life was cut tragic um, but it's still a huge staple in Latin music Miss Selena uh, uh, y'all know about Selena we don't have to go into it you know if you don't know about Selena watch the movie Selena starring Jennifer Lopez which is about Selena's life and her rise to fame and how her life was tragically cut short by Yolanda Saldivar um but we miss her we love her she was so beautiful very beautiful girl so talented she could sing she can dance she did so many covers of, of um other artists in her concerts like she's always done Donna Summers on the radio um, she even did a cover version of Janet's uh, What Have You Done For Me Lately. Um, and then we have a lot of Latin artists in the 90s. You know, Gloria Stefan, um, Selena, Jennifer Lopez, and Ricky Martin, who came out, you know, with Living La Vida Loca and She Bangs. And then the house music, baby. Mm-mm. When I think of house, I think of one woman. Crystal Waters. From the back to the middle and around again, I'm going to be there till the end. 100% pure love. Ugh. Amazing woman. Love you, Crystal. Love you, love you, love you. I'll be sending this to you directly. Hope you take a listen to it. Um, and even Shaw Day continued success from the 80s into the 90s with the Love Deluxe album with major hits like This Is No ordinary love and you giving me the kiss of life it's alright and I cherish the day I won't go astray you won't run away you won't keep me running oh. <laughs> and also you know I'm kind of wrapping it up here Lisa Stansfield with Been around the world and I, 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 I can't find my baby I don't know and I don't know why Where he's gone away I don't know where he can be My baby But I'm gonna find him <laughs> And of course The late great George Michael With Freedom 
and Jesus to a child and fast love, you know, he is a staple in the music industry. And with all that being said, the 90s was an amazing, amazing time for music because you heard from damn near every genre from hip hop, rock, country, pop, rap, grunge, heavy metal, um, house. I mean, with TV shows like TRL and 106 in Park and music channels like MTV and VH1 and BET, that was our staple to go and watch the latest music videos before there was YouTube. We had to watch the music channels to learn the new dance steps, to watch the, the latest music videos of our favorite artists. And it's amazing how the 90s is still considered one of the best eras of music, y'all. Oh my gosh. So with all that being said, I'm going to leave you with um, one of my favorite songs. And it's by a woman who was a backup singer for Luther Vandross, Tina Turner, the Rolling Stones. And when I tell you this woman can hit that five octave range like Minnie Riperton did and Mariah Carey. And she her single came out, I think, around the time Mariah Carey did or maybe before. Um, but when you hear it, baby, you know who exactly who it is. And if you don't know who it is, it is Miss Lisa Fisher with How Can I Ease the Pain? So I'm about to get out of here. Y'all enjoy your day. Enjoy your night. Whatever time you're listening to this episode, I thank you so much for taking this ride with me in time of history of music parts one, two, and now three. Stay tuned for our next episode next Saturday, as always, every Saturday, y'all. And this is your boy, Phoenix. I love you for listening. And remember, you have to learn to water your spiritual garden. Lisa, tell them how can you ease the pain, baby? Mm-hmm.